got it. Hey, this is Grandma's Basement Podcast. We have a new name. Woo! <laughs> That's Mr. Jordan. I'm Mr. Tyrone. As always, we're professionally unprofessional. Uh, we'll start off with it's the Olympics because I love the Olympics. It's when I was growing up, that was like one of the only times I was always allowed to stay up late was because of the Olympics. So I think that's partly why I love it as a young child. My dad loves the Olympics. He got, he literally got TV to watch the Olympics this year. What? Are you serious? They like him that much? Yes. Man, we had a different childhood. I don't think I've watched the Olympics in 10 years. Well, they're only every four years, so... Well, I mean, every two years, right? <laughs> what? Well, yeah, if you count every the winter. You don't count the Like, do you watch the winter as well? Oh, yeah. Oh. <sighs> All right, man. So, well, so if you don't watch them, then this will be an interesting conversation. So, anyway, I, I did some research. I don't know the exact numbers. I kind of heard it through the grapevine. But so, like, this year in gymnastics alone, there's five gymnasts like that are trying a new element or whatever you want to call it for the first time ever in competition. If they land it, then that move or element is going to be named after them. So it's like uh, whoever, whoever calls dibs on it gets the name of the actual move. Right. So there's, and there's and five of them that are trying it. And now there's no five different people it. trying five different event eight elements. So like Simone oh. Biles is trying to do Simone Biles, she's a gymnast. She does all of them. She's pretty good. But so she's doing a vault thing where if she lands it, then it'll just be the, oh, that's the Biles. That's the Simone. You did the Simone. And I guess it's it's so hard. From my understanding, this her what she's trying to do is so hard that the women don't even have a scale for it, that it they had to go to the men's scale to try to grade it out, to get pointed out, to to give her points for it. That's pretty cool. Like I kind of want to see if she is able to do it. She's supposed to be like one of the best gymnasts of all times, right? Yeah. I guess she has her own hashtag goat thing on Twitter, and she's like the first female athlete to ever have that. Allegedly, I don't know. <laughs> but so like I guess you know, from going from that, like like it's going to be weird but like an olympic event like like you you have to watch or like you think you should watch for me yeah i like track and field okay if i was going to watch something it'd be like track and field but like uh what like the 100 meter probably like the fastest man alive or fastest woman alive um i think the last time i mean i remember seeing highlights of usain bolt i think the last time did he win it last year or last time uh, that sounds right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the one event that I would like to see, but I'll probably just see the highlights on Twitter, unfortunately, <laughs> instead of sitting down <laughs> and watching. Uh, what's, the one I, what's the event that you, like, carve out uh, time to watch for yourself? Like, I, I like the swimming events, personally. Like, I don't know that I have a favorite. I just – and – well, we'll get into this later, but like, 
the so I don't know, like I don't know why I like the swimming events. I like all like track and field is interesting too. Like I like the backstories to like some of the athletes. Mm-hmm. Like not just well, we're in America, not just the Americans, but like the other people, like the struggles that they've had to go through just to try to get to the Olympics. Um, it, what's an event that you could care less about? <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I would say most of them because I don't watch them, unfortunately. Wish I had a better answer for you. Mine is basketball. But, uh, the only time that I would like I'll check the scores just to see if they won it or not. Because if they don't win it, then it's kind of news. But I'm not watching. I mean, I wouldn't watch it. And so, like, I don't know if you know. Like this year, I guess there's three on three basketball as well. Like, what? Yeah. My, my I guess my thing is like, what's the point? And I, I don't. Well, whatever. I guess it's a if you backstroke and freestyle and breaststroke and all those different styles, it's the same sport, but you're doing different things, I guess. Right. But uh, then was well, if you don't actually watch them that much, I can go to my other questions. <laughs> like these I are like the first person to help be helping you out here. These these are more like so Fox Sports did a thing on the fought, like the three easiest events to win golds in and the three hardest. And this is, so I've had this idea for a long time, just as a thing, like I would say, like just to prove how hard these events actually are. So like Fox Sports has the easiest events to win gold are archery shooting, sailing and rhythm, rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics, which is like the people that have like the bows and the rings and stuff when they're doing things. I don't know. I would think the, I would think the archery would be really hard. And that's and that. So this is my thing. Like you, should, for these events, you should get just an average Joe out of the crowd to go up there and try to shoot archery or shoot a target, like just to show how hard it actually is. Like I mean, if yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, like like could we play basketball in the Olympics or volleyball at the Olympics? No, obviously not. But I guess that that. Those are learnable skills that you can do. And it's not necessarily like a physical attribute that you need to have, but you still would have to be practicing so much right. just to get to that point. Right. Would they sit like, like trampolining on there as well? Or it no? just said the three hardest and the, the three easiest. The three hardest were golf, track, and swimming, which I mean, those are all things that I think like, and now. Like, I feel like golf would be something you could technically learn, but I don't know that it'd be easy. Because, like, I could, golf. I could train every day of the year for eight hours a day, and I still would never be able to even qualify for a track or swimming event. Like, my body's not designed for that. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> like, even in my prime. So, like, those two make sense to me. But, like, I feel like, I feel like I could go out and train enough, do enough golf to compete yeah, but you'd have to be a professional almost like a professional golfer then like but i guess if that's something that you could do you can't you could do all you wanted for now to the end of time and it wouldn't make you be able to do a i don't know i could yeah there's no like a 400 or a 200 <laughs> yeah there's no way you're only so fast yeah so, <laughs> or nimble then so then 
this is where I got, I kind of went off the deep end during research on the Olympics and like some of the events that they used to do that no longer they do. Okay. And like, I think some of these should actually be brought back because I just think it'd be fun to watch. But like, so they used to have tug of war. They should do that. Like, how many did, I, you, did you know? How many people were on the, on the side? Is it? Like it looked one like ten. Like the one picture I saw was like ten to twelve. That's a lot like, of tugs. Tug of wars. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, but like, that's something very easily like you could bring back and not have that much difficulty. And how awesome would it be to watch these guys and girls do tug of war? Uh. Do they test for steroids for tug of war? Because I feel like that'd be somewhere where you could easily roid up well, pretty. Well, whatever the Olympic standard is. But, <laughs> you know, like tug of war, chariot racing. I think you could easily yeah. bring chariot racing bring back. back. Bring it back. Then some of them. I just got your text. I sent him a text 20 minutes ago and I was wondering what was going on and nothing happened and he just got a now. Chariot racing, rope climbing. It was like you climb a rope to like the ceiling and hit a little bell. Would it just be for speed? Yeah. I feel like that'd be something that everybody would kind of do almost at the same time. So like you're talking a tenth of a second here. Yeah, but that'd be the same as the sprinting. Yeah, track and field. And then this one, I can't believe, like, if they did this event nowadays, the, I, I could only imagine the outroar. Like, even I, I'm pretty uh, open to things, but, like, they had live pigeon shooting. Oh, so they so would they release, actually, instead of, like, instead of, like, <laughs> a clay pigeon, they released live pigeons, and then people tried to shoot them. Maybe they could just harvest them afterwards and have a, a nice meal. So I don't know. That, it was only done one time in the 1900s. And all, almost 300 birds were shot and killed. <laughs> Come on. Who had the foresight was like, hey, I think we're going to need a bunch of birds. Do you think that someone put in an order for that many birds? And it was like, yeah, that's probably it what had we're going to And like, they, they, I didn't find a picture, but they were like, the field, like the shooting range was just littered with feathers and blood everywhere <laughs> it's probably not the best yeah that would not be the best and tv sport the, uh, the winner shot 21 of the 30 300 pigeons oh wow That's nuts. a gentleman from belgium and uh it was the only event ever that an animal was killed on purpose during an event what was well i mean i guess uh do they have polo or something that that they would have um horses die i guess what well, would be the I mean, chariot races okay. i'm assuming yeah. animals would die there not on purpose but just then, anyhow and like some of the events were like it was called boat motor boating <laughs> I don't. It was like a three boat race or three boat event race, and like it was, it sounded like a train wreck. Like boats were getting lost and not at least finishing. There's boats involved, I guess. What? So at least there's boats involved, I guess. Yeah, but like 
Uh, it was just, this is back in like the 30s. It sounded like a whole train wreck. Like only one boat actually finished all the events, and he so got. So it was like three different, three different uh, boats would just do the same event, or is it like a cross country boat boating thing? It, it sounded like there's three different boat races on three different days, with three different, like all the boats, and like only one boat was able to do them all and actually win a medal. I don't know. So like there's like croquet. Is that what it's called? Croquet. Yeah. Uh have you I think that would might be one of the easier ones that you could learn to be the uh, get a gold and medal on. Apparently, whenever they did the croquet, they did not have like they did not separate it. It was all just one giant event. Like men and women competed against each other. Oh, that's different. Yeah, I wonder if there. I wonder if there's like a physical advantage um, for males in croquet. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't think, think there would be. Maybe I that's where they join. Well, I mean, unless you weren't going for the power, but then I think on the other element, the women would have the advantage in the finesse shots. Possibly, I don't know. I don't know enough about croquet. I don't either. Other than we, I think I played it last time. I played it was like 15 years ago. We're getting old, Ty. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, well, and then, well, since you don't watch, you aren't going to watch them. I was going to ask you, like, who, what, is there an athlete, like, that you have to see? Like, like you're not going to miss their event or the, make sure you watch their highlights? Uh, Maybe the U.S. women choking. I mean, it would be pretty cool if they would lose again. Not not to be that guy, but um, there there really isn't an event that I'd be I would need to watch, um, or a person, I guess. But I'm sure I'll see the highlights of bios on all, whatever gymnastics stuff that comes on Twitter, um, or something like that. Is there is there a move or something that you, you would want to be named after you? What like in a certain sport, like if they're going to call it the Biles, is there something that you'd like to to have named the Tyrone? I mean, I'd assume it'd probably be in soccer. What would that be? What would that know. one thing be? I'd have to come up with a move or a technique, like the not playing a a right mid or a left mid or something is called the the Tyrone. Hey, well that. That would be called the Wayndale, not using a right mid in the game. We've done it, and it succeeded. <laughs> Still insane to me. And, I, and to me, I don't know that that's – is that us being geniuses or the other coach being that bad? It could be a combination. <laughs> it still is remarkable. Like, yeah. Um. What what about you? What is the who's the one person that you need to see? I don't know that I like need to see it, but Allison Felix making qualifying for the Olympics again. Is she old? Yes. Well, she's old for track, and like I, for some reason the the event is blanking in my head. I think I believe it's the four hundred she qualified for, and she was in like when she qualified, she was in like. I think the top three qualify in the event yep. and she was like in fifth place and like the last like 20 meters 
past two people to qualify. Like it was like in the qualifying, it was like pretty amazing. And for some reason, I always find her interesting. I'm not really yeah. sure why. I think it. And then. Well, I guess I, I did come up with one. So um, I guess if Luca, if Luca Doncic plays against the United States, I think I would like to see how he does. I think that'd be kind of fun to see um, him play basketball against them. But I think that'd be the only person that I'd like to watch um, in the basketball because, like I said, the United States should rule, but that would be something that'd be fun. Well, who knows? Then, and I don't know, I'm assuming you haven't seen this, but this more just bugged me. So I was watching the highlights of the fast pitch, women's fast pitch in the Olympics. And did you see the field they're playing on? No, what happened? They're literally playing on a baseball field with like turf, dirt. And so like the bases are like where they should be for softball. And it just looks ridiculous. So you're telling me that this is the Olympics and this is the best they can do. Do they not have softball fields in Japan? You'd have softball and baseball are specifically made for the, J- J- the Japan Olympics because it's one of their sports they chose to play and with no fans being allowed there you're telling me they can't find a softball field you would think so like and then people wonder why people get mad like (laughs) it looks ridiculous like when the outfielders are playing like they're coming in and hitting like the fringe of the dirt on balls do is there do they put like a a fence behind or is it just run forever okay no there's a fence but it's, it, just, it looks ridiculous. It looks like the first time I had seen it, I was like, what What are they playing on? And then I was like, oh, they're playing on a baseball field. Like, oh, we got a cat in the background. There's Boom. Boomer. Like, so, cat. like, so that's my one rant about the Olympics. Like, you got to do better than that. One, one thing that I'm seeing, uh, or at least I saw today, was that somebody came down with a COVID, uh, like a COVID test. Could you imagine working this hard five years, I guess now, for to get to the Olympics, and all of a sudden you get a COVID test that would knock you out of being able to prepare for or to like do your best in the Olympics? That would be so devastating. Well, did you? I believe it was Poland. They took too many swimmers and had to send like five or six of them home and said, oh, sorry, we uh, miscounted. You don't actually, you didn't make the Olympics. Go back home. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure those guys would be devastated. And Like the head of, the, I, I think it was Poland. Don't quote me on the country. But like the head of the their committee was just like, yep, we made a mistake. Well, no, <laughs> duh. Come on. Like at least they owned it. But like at the same time, how, like, again, you work so hard. And then you, you get it canceled last year, and then you show up this year, and they're like, oh, sorry, we miscounted. Go back home. You didn't qualify. See, I would like – the thing about the story that I'd like to know is who's the one who actually had to call the people and tell them that they didn't make it. Was it the actual director who made the mistake, or was it some, you know, peon that was beneath them that had to make that conversation? Oh, I mean, if you're the top guy, you got to make that call because at the end of the day, it's on you. Stuff rolls downhill. So I don't know. I mean, I would agree with you. I think that you'd have to man up and kind of do it yourself, but 
I mean, he manned up and said, hey, we made a mistake. So hopefully he, they manned up and said, see ya. Have a nice trip home. <laughs> what a disaster. But yeah, that's that's really all I had about the Olympics. Um, did you want to go into your little thing with the with the? Yeah, so I think it's pretty fascinating. We've been uh, I'm a pretty big college football fan, and there's been pretty uh, huge rumors coming out of the um, with Oklahoma and Texas uh, leaving the Big Twelve, um, and so it would it was kind of interesting to see what's going to happen. Um, there's rumors that they're going to join the SEC, um, and apparently they had a conference call today. Um, sitting and sitting like the typical pack what is it big 12 the typical big 12 uh conference call and they weren't on it so um it'll be interesting to see if oklahoma and texas join the sec if they go to like i don't know maybe the big 10 or pac 12 or if there are other schools that are going to follow them uh, i've heard like some rumors about usc possibly could be going independent or something like that as well um it's kind of interesting what's going on. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I would say if Oklahoma and Texas leave the Big 12, the Big 12 would be done. There's not really anything left. I mean, you'd have Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma State, Iowa not State. Iowa State. And room, so like piggybacking off your rumor, I just read an article before we got on here. That it was saying if if Oklahoma and Texas would go to the SEC, Iowa State, well, I mean, they'd have to be asked, whatever, but Iowa State would look to try to join the Big Ten. Well, yeah, because if they don't join the Big Ten, they're in the, the, the MAC or the Mountain West, probably, right? Or the AAC, I guess. Yeah, unless you go Pac-12, but do you really want to go there? Well, I mean, if you're the Pac-12, do you want to add Iowa State? I mean, they have a good football program, I guess, and that's what it would be, but you're... Yeah. Well, then, then, like, then the article went on, like, if they, the Big Ten would expand, you're not going to add one. You're probably going to add two or th four to keep it even, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd think so, that they would do TCU? Is, well, is that one? No. They were saying, like, like... They were saying Cincinnati or West Virginia. Hmm. That'd be interesting. They'd be right in their footprint. But I wasn't sure if they'd want to get like the Dallas area. Well, that was my thing. Like, if you're going to add, you're trying to add into a new market, right? Like West Virginia, I guess, would be a new market in theory, but we already, Big Ten would already kind of be in that area. When you try to get like a Florida school, that would be interesting. Be interesting. North, North Carolina was also brought up, but I don't see them leaving the ACC. I mean, Maryland left the ACC. It would be kind of interesting to see if North Carolina would follow. Then, then they had like some of the smaller, I think it was like UCF and USF. And I was like, there's no way. No, there's no way. The Big, gonna, Ten, no. the Big Ten would never never and i don't think they would be they, those hap, those two schools would wouldn't they would never be ready i mean nebraska was nebraska was supposed to be ready to come and they're i mean they're still trying to get to the big 10 level that's what's crazy yeah. you're talking about ucf yeah i mean even 
in theory, look at Rutgers. Like, yeah, <laughs> without Shiano, they've been terrible. But now that Shiano's back, hopefully he can start building something. But like, yeah, I don't know. But, Do you think that? Go ahead. Then, go ahead. Well, then some. Then the big rumor was, well, if Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, why doesn't the Big Ten just swoop in and steal them? Steal Oklahoma and Texas? Yeah. That would bring some pretty good balance to the league. You'd have what Texas, um, Texas, Oklahoma, maybe Wisconsin on the west side, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State on the, on the east side. I mean, that would be something that would be pretty pretty exciting. I don't think um, that – I mean, you'd have to move pretty quick to do that if they're already talking with the SEC. And personally, I don't trust Kevin Warren to do anything proper. He seems he, like he's an idiot. He still stands by the fact that he tried to cancel football last year, and it was a great decision. And they had a team in the NCAA final. Just insanity. Do you think that uh, – so we did have this huge Super League thing in, the, uh, I guess, overseas. Do you think that we'll essentially get to a Super League in college football? I mean, we're almost getting there. If Oklahoma and Texas join the SEC. I think if you do that, I think it – I don't think it would – to me – if your goal is to win national championships, making Super Leagues doesn't make sense. Yeah, but you – okay, so instead of having a national championship, you just have the championship of the Super League, and that would be better – that would be bigger than anything else. Like, those schools would be able to pay their, their players so much more than um, these schools who aren't in – who aren't wouldn't be in the Super League with all the NIL stuff that's been coming out. That's what it seems like a lot of these – Bigger time schools, I think, is just going to make them better and better and better and better. You mean like Alabama third stringer having a million dollar worth of endorsements? Yeah, that's insane. And so, like, if you think about that, like, these huge teams have this much resources. So, essentially, Ohio State, Notre Dame, USC, Oregon, Texas, Oklahoma, Clemson. I think would, would that be it? And then the everybody in the SEC, essentially. I mean, they're kind of already on a on their own. If you made a super, I mean, if you made a super league, it'd be awesome for the fans, I think. Well, the only reason we think it's awesome is because we are fans of Ohio State. If we were fans of, I don't know, Indiana, <laughs> we'd be like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, but if they're not in the super league, then they would have a chance to win whatever league they're in. It would, they would have a legit chance. So it would be essentially like 1A football, and then you have your super league. So your super league, 1A football, 1AA football. I mean, like, would you? I mean, I guess that'd be more like there's only ten teams that legitimate. Oh, maybe not even ten. Maybe eight teams that legitimately have a team a chance to win a championship every single year, and it's usually the same eight teams. So it would be kind of interesting to see if we'd go to that that point. It'd kind of be like, and I'm not even sure if they still do it, but like Division One here in the state of Ohio for football, not everybody like not you can choose to join that because it's like the best of the best in theory. There's not that many teams in our new division one. There used to be the old division. However, they used to, how it was at one point, there's like only 32 teams in the whole division. Oh, I had no idea. It was that small. I think, I think don't quote me on that. For some reason, I feel like that it, they either talked about it or it did happen. And then it kind of trickles down after that to even itself out. I also heard a rumor that um, USC, Oklahoma, and Texas, if 
if they don't go to the SEC, what USC is in, is in that kind of conversation, but Texas and Oklahoma, if they don't go into the SEC, they might go independent, and so would USC. So we might have four independents with or four big-time independents with Notre Dame, USC, Oklahoma, Texas. That would be interesting. In theory, that sounds really smart until nobody wants to play you. Well, uh, yeah. Um, I guess Notre Dame doesn't really have that problem right now, but if you're USC and – Well, look at some of the teams Notre Dame has to play. True, Navy, Michigan State, Purdue. That's true. BYU. That's true. But but I mean, if you had those four, you know that's guaranteed three games. And Notre Dame is essentially, well, the new college football playoff that's going to happen in 2023, Ohio State, well, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Texas are almost guaranteed to be in the, in the, in the playoff anyways. So I don't know. It would be interesting to see what happens, I guess. I'm fascinated by the business of it. Um, there's also, I was listening to a podcast this morning um, with Pat Forty. He was talking about maybe if you go independent, you can sell your rights to your games easier than if you were a big league. So they're saying like ESPN has to have, when they're buying the Big Ten or Fox is buying the Big Ten, they're also buying, you know, that Purdue-Nebraska game too, or yeah. that Kansas-Kansas State game or whatever, where you have to have somebody broadcast that game. You see, in theory, you'd have like what Notre Dame has with was NBC. NBC, yeah. Like, I mean, that's some pretty big money there. Well, that's what, and it would make sense. Like, if you're Amazon or Paramount or Peacock or something like that, and you wanted to set your market into college football, latching onto one of these huge brands would be the best thing for you. Yeah, but you'd also make everyone mad. Yeah, but you get over it pretty quickly when you could stream your like if you're if you're Amazon Prime, I mean, how many people have Prime? A pretty good, pretty good amount, and you're already venturing into the NFL. You could easily branch into college football too by just snagging one of the rights to one of the big schools, um, especially if they're independent. But I don't know. I think I think it would be fascinating to see what happens with with that. Um, well, yeah. I think. Oh, I think collegiate sports in the next five years are gonna is gonna be totally different. Oh yeah, because like if you think about it, does does Ohio State need the Big Ten or the Big Ten need Ohio State more? Exactly. Like not even Michigan. Like as bad as they've been, Big Ten needs them more than yeah. Yeah, Michigan doesn't need the Big Ten. The Big Ten needs Michigan. If Michigan, Penn State. Ohio State and Wisconsin just decided, all right, we're done. Those other teams are like, who's who's gobbling up the other teams in that conference? It's it's the Mac. It's a it's a <laughs> higher priced Mac, is what it is. You're right? telling me somebody's gonna go poach Minnesota or Indiana or Purdue. Maybe they'd make a basketball conference, but that'd be like I mean, the Big East. If 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 those four left, your next best program is what Minnesota and Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, you Maybe can, they could join the, the the leftovers from the Big Twelve. Well, well I, I, I was going to make a bad joke, but I won't <laughs> about Minnesota. <laughs> they can just row their boat to another conference. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, PJ, <laughs> uh, that was bad. I, I apologize for that. 
<laughs> no, um, but I, I do think like the, the NIL stuff that just came out, I think it changes the game completely. And like you said, it's no longer really amateurism uh, as much. And so the whole concept of the NCAA in reality is going to go away, I, I would think. Why do, what do these schools need them? With, um, and like my thing, though, is like with all this, all these athletes getting this money, how many, how much time before these, some of these guys get in some serious trouble? Oh, Cause, uh, cause if you're, they have, you're tell me that I had a million dollars. I mean, if someone gave me a million dollars when I was 18 and in college, I probably was going to make some pretty bad decisions. Like, I'm pretty sure I mean, anybody would. Professional athletes are making terrible decisions and they're supposed to, they go through the little introductory how to be smart with your life class. Can't tell yeah. me these college kids are getting that class. I can I mean, only most, imagine. Most of them are being told to stay off social media, don't be stupid. And, I mean, go on any social media platform, and uh, there's prof- there's college athletes out there doing things and showing their stuff. <laughs> uh, what a mess! Well, that's all I kind of had. Um, I thought that the SEC stuff was a little bit interesting, and then also yeah. it was interesting to hear your 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 take on the Olympics because my family we watched it together, but that had been twenty years ago probably. So it was just interesting to see the difference between how we were raised. I just thought everybody was like that. It's the Olympics. Every four <laughs> years, it's a big event. We were always doing something. My dad was always working or something was going on. So. Oh, oh, all right. It takes all kinds oh, of things. What? Yeah, that's true. That's, I mean, that's all I have to talk about, right. I guess. Well, hey, good times. Peace good out. Time. See ya. Later.